Hey there, checking in with you today. I'm super excited to be bringing you this episode. Um, it's super juicy. And some huge announcements to make over here at Team Hawk. Um, I have just experienced my very first uh, $70,000 plus cash collected month which sounds almost insane to kind of say it out loud um, because I was doing some reflecting earlier today and just like looking back over the past three and a half years in business, um, looking at my old journals and my old old notebooks about um, just how I desire to grow my business, the impact that I wanted to make. And I have, we're on track for some of the biggest dreams and goals that I put down on paper. And I wanted to share some lessons learned and some mindset shifts that I personally had to make to be able to position my business to grow beyond six figures, but to truly position it for a seven figure growth. So um, again, we had, we did about $76,000 cash collected uh, in the month of May, which is like bananas, over $100,000 in total revenue that's going to be generated from the uh, month. And the biggest thing I want to point out before I even start sharing my lessons learned, I would highly, highly, highly recommend grabbing a notebook, pen and paper, um, Fold it in half because I'm going to share some. This is how I thought before to this is how I'm thinking now, just so you can uh, write some comparative notes. You guys know I'm always about let me help you set up what's required and make sure that you're fully prepared. Um, So grab your notebook, pen and paper. But the thing that I'm most proud of is not just the revenue that we were able to create this month, um, because I think it's absolutely amazing. The growth in our business is positioning us and now we're having we're going to have to grow our team um, so we can maintain the growth and not, you know, prevent any potential bottlenecks from presenting themselves. But the biggest thing here is not just about revenue, but focusing on profit. And I have been very, very, very acutely aware of how much revenue, I mean, how much money it costs to to grow our business. And the coolest thing about all of this is that out of the $76,000 of cash collected, um, about 45, no, about almost 50 grand of that was profit. And that, that is what I want you to focus on. So the lessons learned and some of the mindset shifts um, that I'm going to be sharing with you today are not just about what's positioning me for a seven-figure business, but what's also positioning for us to be able to have some extremely healthy profit margins with a ton of cash in the bank. Because to me, that's what gives us access to freedom. That liquid cash is what gives us access to being able to make some really smart and strategic investments so we can leverage our business to create our wealth, okay? So if you're ready, type in let's go in the chat. Um, If you're watching this live or catching this in the replay over on my Facebook business page um, or over on IGTV, um, because I want to share with you guys seven lessons learned um, and just mindset shifts that I had to make to get from ten dollars to $20,000 months to consistent like fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 months, okay? Because this is available to you too. Literally, we haven't, I have not been in business even four years yet, and I'm really, really pumped because um, we're really close to crossing that million-dollar threshold. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. So the very first um, mindset shift that I had to make, because last year in business, we had finished the year around $300,000 in revenue. And I was super excited about that, very proud of it, but I was just kind of wondering like why I felt a bit stagnant in the sense that we were kind of hovering around this twenty dollars to $30,000 mark and I really couldn't figure out like um, what is going to be required for us to be able to double and triple this. So the first mindset shift that I had to take is I used to think is what more should I do? 
That used to be the question that I asked myself all the time. What more do I need to be doing? What should I be doing? And the really the thing that allowed me to start making some um, adjustments and movements beyond that 20K mark was stop thinking what more should I do, but I started thinking where am I becoming the bottleneck? Where am I becoming the bottleneck? Because before I was trying to build the bottle, you know, creating the form and the structure, um, but, but, you know, I wasn't really thinking about, okay, as I'm creating this bottle, this, this bottle from the bottom up, there's going to start to create a bottleneck, there's a bottleneck that's going to start to present themselves. So instead of asking myself, what more should I do? I started asking myself, where am I personally, Jerisha Hawk, the CEO, becoming the bottleneck, recognizing that doing everything myself And everything that I had done before to get me to this point was going to hurt me more if I kept doing it alone or if I kept doing it the exact same way. And that's probably one of the hardest lessons to unlearn is that recognizing that what got me here got me here, period, done, let's celebrate it. But what got me here, those truths, those beliefs, those behaviors um, aren't going to be necessarily the same things that are going to get me to the next level. So where am I becoming the bottleneck? I used to ask myself that at least once a month so I could start to identify where I was actually impeding and slowing down our process um, or slowing down our progress in regards to growth. And it's really important that every time I was asking myself these questions to start to make these shifts in my mindset, which because if I start tapping into my thoughts, that'll impact my beliefs, which will inform my decisions, which heavily dictates the type of results that we get. Um, I had to get super, super specific with these answers, okay? The second mindset shift and lesson learned that I had was uh, I used to ask myself all the time, how do I do it? How can I figure it out? How do I trial and error this? What YouTube video do I need to watch to figure this out, right? I shifted from how do I do it to how do I document, train, coach, and teach somebody else? Or how do I hire somebody and allow them to go figure it out on my behalf rather than me having to figure it out myself? And I think it's, um, I was talking to my cousin over the weekend and um, we were telling him that we had just power washed our new house. And he was like, yeah, Jay, I went and bought my own power washer. I'm about to power power wash my crib. And I was like, this man is not, you know, why are you about to power wash your own house? Like that is not something you need to be doing. And he was under this mindset of, well, if I can buy the power washer and figure it out, I'm going to do it myself. And that mindset I think is effective for a period of time. But as you start trying to go from $20,000 months to $70,000 months, your mindset has to evolve. You as a CEO, as a visionary, as a creative, you're typically the one creating your curriculum. You're typically the one responsible for sales. You can't keep trying to figure out how to do everything on your own. You can, but it will slow and impede your progress. And for me, I know that that's not how I want to, that's not, I wanted to move at a different pace. So I had to start asking myself, how do I document my career? How do I document my processes? How do I document my thought patterns, how I make decisions? How do I train, teach, and coach someone else how to do this instead? That was the second biggest thing that is a mindset shift I had to make. The third was come, I used to ask myself or try to think about it. How do I come up with the answer? How do I come up with the answer? I just need to know exactly what to do. Like what's the next tactic or strategy or hack that I need to put into place, right? I used to always think, how do I come up with the answer? And I had to shift my mindset from how do I come up with the answer to how am I providing guidance? How am I creating a safe workplace? 
How am I effectively coaching my team so that they can figure out the answer for themselves? And so that they not just feel like, I think a lot of the times when you're reading like business books, they talk all about how you got to have an, you got to empower your team. You got to create an empowered work environment. Um, you got to, you know, but like people need to feel safe, but it's like, how do you effectively do that? And for us, we had, we actually had to develop an internal um, coaching methodology. This is actually something that I teach my leverage clients and we call it the TBD method. And this is, um, and we, we, we call it the TBD method. That's like the mindset, the thought process behind our coaching methodology. And then we have a framework on how to implement it. It's called the rise coaching framework and using those two tools. This has allowed us to act, like when people say, how do you create a safe work environment, have team members that feel empowered where they can make decisions. You have to create a system that allows that allows you to inform how you're creating your culture as you're growing your business. And those two coaching methodologies is really what has allowed us or has allowed me as we're bringing on team members to ask the questions, to coach them and to guide them to figuring out how to come up with the answers and solutions themselves rather than them coming to me all the time saying, "Jay, what am I supposed to do? What's the decision on this? What's the answer on this?" So it's really important that as we started growing beyond that $20,000 a month mark, I can't be the only one coming up with solutions. And if I am, it goes back to point number one is that I will become the bottleneck because if the business's growth is dependent on the number of answers that I can come up with, I, you know, that, that's going to present some challenges and problems as we continue to grow beyond just even my own personal capacity. So that's the third one. The fourth is I used to always ask myself, what do I want? What does Jerisha want? I don't want to wake up to an alarm clock. I don't want to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I want this. I want that. That was when I was in a hustle. And so many people online, especially these influencers and Facebook ads going around of like, have the laptop lifestyle. Have them work from anywhere lifestyle. That comes at a cost. And it comes at a cost. Um, and the, the reality is I had to start, I knew that I was like, if I want to build a million dollar business that is cash flow predictable with a, a large amount of our revenue sitting in profit in liquid cash that I can move to make some strategic investments so I can build my retirement portfolio. That's what this whole goal of this business is. I can't keep just be free willing out here having this abstract calendar and just working when I feel like it. Because you can't, there's, I don't know anybody. And if, if they are preaching that to you, I can almost guarantee that's not their actual lifestyle. They're a seven figure business owner. Do some digging. But I stopped asking myself, what do I want? And I started asking myself, what's best for the company? And that's really when things started to change for me from looking at my business as this thing that just made money to thinking about my business on how can this be a, a very sustainable, healthy corporation? And so I stopped asking myself, what do I want? And I started asking myself, what's best for the company? And that's really where I had to start doing an identity separation because so often I think people start businesses thinking like, this is my baby. This business is not my baby. This business is something that I created, yes, but it is something that I am entitled, it's, it's, it's something that I have now, cre I'm responsible for. And when you truly align yourself and uh, take ownership over stepping into the CEO role. Google what the responsibilities of a CEO is. 
It is your responsibility not to make decisions in the best interest of you as the individual, but for you to make decisions in the best interest of the company as a whole. And that to me was really, really important for me to to make that identity separation because as we started growing the team, as we started taking on higher paying clients, as we started, you know, we have promises that we have to deliver to our clients that we guarantee and we stand by behind that. I can't just like, it's not just about what I want, when I want, how I want. It's about what's in the best interest of this company. And but I'm co-creating what that um what, what we're defining as the company and what we're offering. But that's that was a huge distinction for me. The fifth, I used to ask myself, is this possible? I used to think about that all the time. Cause I would see other people, you know, doing twenty thousand dollars, doing fifty thousand dollars, doing seventy thousand dollars, doing three hundred K in a month, right? I'm like, okay, I know it's possible for them, but is this possible for me? Then my mindset, there was a lot of uncertainty at that phase. Then my mindset evolved to, okay, when I started making like 10, 20, $30,000 a month, there was this new uh, feeling of fear. Like I felt like this um, one hit wonder. I'm not sure if you've ever felt like that before of like, okay, I can do it once, but can I repeat my success? And there was this doubt that I had of, okay, I, knew it's po- I know it's possible, but now I got to prove that I can do it again. I felt this like strong, like for a year, I felt like I had to prove myself, prove that I was worthy enough, prove that I was good enough, like prove that I was capable of doing it again. And that created a really like, I think, um, unhealthy mental environment that I was putting myself in. Then after I kind of like was able to work through that, that's really what I was able to own and step into my power. And I think that's really what has been the difference maker for us this year specifically, because um, we've been able to go from consistent $40,000 months, then you know now having a $76,000 month, and, and we're really on track to continue growing from there. But I was really able to own and really step into my power. You know, there was this level, like there's feeling now of certainty and confidence. And um, I, you know, I stopped second guessing myself so much. And I think that that's a huge mindset shift that's required um, to get you to that 10 to 20K mark, but especially to help you grow beyond, is you have to learn how to stop doubting and second guessing yourself all the time. Because the more that you doubt and second guess yourself, it kind of spirals you into this procrastination. And you'll kind of like spiral to the point where like kind of like a stick uh, engine car, you just stall out because you overthink to the point of procrastination and you overthink to the point where no decision ever gets made and you kind of just stay stuck. And the longer that you allow yourself to stay in that mental state, the more damaging it is to your overall health and well-being because it can start to erode at your confidence and erode at this belief in yourself. You stop to even believe that it's possible, which goes back to that first point. So my mindset, my mindset really shifted from is this possible to like kind of this negative space of um, I feel like I have to prove myself to shifting into really owning and, and acknowledging and stepping into my power. The sixth one was I used to um, respond to symptoms. I was extremely reactive, right? I was very, very reactive. Anytime it was like, well, I'm not getting any clients. I just was very reactive. I was kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall, um, kind of hustling backwards or hustling in circles. And I really had to shift my mindset from, okay, respond to symptoms to actually let's diagnose the root cause. And diagnosing the root cause typically provide, typically requires you um, leaning into the work that's really, that causes a lot of resistance. Um, I was sharing this with some of my clients earlier today. And, you know, when we start, when we're responding to symptoms, you're probably very, very busy. You're doing the work, 
but you're not seeing the results that you want or the results that you've maybe expected. And when I started shifting my mindset into saying, okay, stop responding to root to symptoms. Let's actually be more um, proactive here and start to diagnose the root cause. When I started diagnosing the root cause, I realized that like there's still work that needs to be done, but I need to do the work that I'm resisting versus doing the work that just comes that's comfortable for me to do. Because doing the work that's comfortable for me to do is not going to be the work that's going to create an environment of growth, and it's not the work that's going to push us forward. So I had to stop responding to symptoms and started diagnosing the root cause. And really, it's not about doing more work. It's about doing the work that you are resisting. What work are you resisting doing that you know that, is, that you need to do? And the seventh one, the final one, I stopped. I used to be thinking all the time of what should I do? I was always looking, or not always, but like very often looking for external validation. I kept looking to my peers who were in my coaching program. I looked to the mentors that I looked up to. And I was like, what should I be doing? I tried to overly mimic and emulate what I saw happening around me. And I think sometimes when we're in the online coaching world, we can kind of get sucked into this bubble of how things are supposed to go, right? How things are supposed to be done. Um, and it can be really damaging um, as you try to grow. Be I, I think it's really, really healthy in the beginning um, to, to a degree. But as I was trying to grow beyond that 20K mark um, and really start positioning the business for 50, 60, 70, 80K months, you know, getting us from six figure to sevens, I had to really stop asking myself, what should I do? And start taking on this mindset as what problem needs to be solved. It completely changes the paradigm. It completely changes that dynamic of how your your brain will allow you and introduce you to potential opportunities and answers. Stop thinking about, you know, looking for permission. I had to stop looking for permission and start asking myself, what is the actual problem that I'm trying to solve here? Because if I can get clear on what problem I'm trying to solve, that will inform what I should do. But if I'm just trying to mimic and emulate what I see everybody else doing, I don't even know if I mimic them, if that's going to actually solve the problem that we're experiencing right now. So again, and that kind of bleeds into or like builds on the previous point of like diagnose the root cause versus just trying to respond to symptoms. So I just wanted to share, you know, I think a lot of the time I talk about strategy and um, more of like physical implementation that's required for you to be able to grow your business. But I wanted to share some more mindset um, in regards to how my thinking has evolved. Because the biggest thing that I want for you, I don't want you to mimic what I do. I want you to mimic how I think. Because if you can mimic how I think, you can experience any type of result um, that you want to in your business. And especially if you're somebody who's in my line of work, where maybe you're a service provider, a freelancer, a consultant, um, and you want to be selling high ticket elevated services, and you want to be able to leverage and scale your business using high ticket group coaching programs, these are like that's how I grew my business. We only have two core offers. Um, we have a two thousand dollar program and a fifteen thousand dollar program, and that is all that we sell. And um, it's it's we provide a high ticket, high end experience type of service. But this is the type of thinking that was required to get me to a point where we had a seventy six thousand dollar month with like fifty thousand dollars in cash and profit. That to me is what is required. So I really hope this was helpful for you. Um, if it was, um, I always, I would love for you to share your insights and lessons learned with me. So feel free to tag me over on your Instagram stories, tag your notes, tag me in your notes, take a picture and share that with me over on IG stories. I'm at Jerisha Hawk. 
And if you're somebody that wants to learn our proven processes on how we help service-based business owners leverage beyond one-on-one using a high-ticket group coaching model, I invite you to apply and book a call with us. Um, You can visit jerishahawk.com backslash leverage to learn about it um, and to just be introduced to see if this is maybe an opportunity for you on how you can grow and scale your coaching business. So thanks so much. I really hope this mindset shifts um, and just a different way of thinking um, introduces you to new opportunities that you can be experiencing in your business as well. And I will talk to you soon. Have a great day.